Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back in, everybody. We only have a few episodes left of our summer shoot-around series. We hope you've enjoyed it. It's a way to really make the summer pass and go on by as we gear up for football season and Frankly, these are the uh, the dog days of the college troops news cycle, and there's been a lot of engagement uh, from you guys and, and and gals, and we do appreciate that so very much. The reason why I'm doing a quick pre-record intro on this is so we've been doing these episodes and then publishing them overnight to get them to you. And for every Monday episode, we 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 record it going into the weekend, which we did again for this episode. However, uh, this episode now needs a disclaimer because you'll notice that Parrish and I talk about Bronny James quite a bit. This is the USC episode. And at the time that we recorded this, we did not have the latest bit of information in the statement from the James family, which came on Friday night, relatively late. And then because of schedules, GP and I weren't going to be able to link up over the weekend and get another episode taped before Monday. This also wasn't the most urgent thing in the world. But having said that, I did want to at least provide this off the top. So on Friday, the James family sent out a statement through their spokesperson and said that Bronny James had received uh, an initial evaluation and a comprehensive one from Cedar sinai Medical Center, which is where he got treated after his cardiac arrest. He then went to the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota, and then he went to Atlantic Health Morristown Medical Center, which is out in New Jersey. So three different hospitals and medical centers looked at him and quote, the probable cause of Mr. James's sudden cardiac arrest has been identified. It is an anatomically and functionally significant congenital heart defect, which can and will be treated. We are very confident in Bronny's full recovery and return to basketball in the very near future. We will continue to provide updates to media and respectfully reiterate the family's request for privacy. End quote. Great news. Huge news. From where I sit, I think this actually landed uh, a bit even earlier than I was anticipating on any front. But this is this is amazing. So while we talk about Bronny James and what his role could or could be on the, could or could not be on this team, whether he will or will not play now is certainly tracking toward him being able to suit up for the Trojans at some point this season. Again, when that is, we have no idea. But this is about as optimistic of an update as we could have gotten just a few weeks removed from a really, really scary scene and very scary headlines. So just keep that in mind as we talk about what USC is. Uh, it doesn't change the fact that even if Bronny James gets on the floor this season, uh, he almost certainly will not be the uh, best or second best or likely even third best player for the Trojans. And there's nothing wrong with that. They've got a really good team. Hey, top 20. That's why we're talking about him on our summer shooter on series. So enjoy the show. We have an auction winner. We do have an auction winner. You will find out which fan base won that auction on our next episode. Until then, enjoy this one. And we'll talk to you later. Three more shows at least coming later this week. Hey there, it's Gary Parrish. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting dodo birds leaky black. Matt Norlander is here with me. If you're watching on YouTube, smash the like button like you're Brandon Davies. You have consent, and if you haven't yet, subscribe to the CBS Sports College Basketball YouTube channel. Also do that while you're here. Let's get into it. Today we are, once again, continuing our summer shoot-around series. Going to be doing it over a seven-week span. We're nearly done. 
We've already published episodes on Arizona, Arkansas, Baylor, Connecticut, Creighton, Duke, Florida, Atlantic, Gonzaga, Houston, Kansas, Kentucky, Marquette, Miami, Michigan State, Carolina, Purdue, San Diego State, St. John's. We're doing this in alphabetical order. That means we're turning our attention now to Southern California, USC. Indian Fields Trojans, 22 and 11 last season, 14 and 6 in the Pac 12, lost their first game in the Pac 12 tournament to Arizona State. I'm a Sun Devil. Got a 10 seed in the NCAA tournament, lost to Michigan State in the round of 64, and two of the top three scores from that team, they're gone. Drew Peterson, Reese Dixon Waters, both gone. But Boogie Ellis is back, so is Kobe Johnson, Josh Morgan, and the Trojans have enrolled a top three recruiting class highlighted by top-ranked point guard Isaiah Collier and the son of the NBA's all-time leading scorer. His name's Bronny James. I got USC ranked 12th in the top 25 and one. We'll see what Norlander thinks about that next, but first a word from our partners. Devag, USC. Preseason top 15 team. Does it do it for you mm-hmm. or does it disgust you? Am I a proponent or an opponent? GP? Ooh, that's a good top one. 15 preseason top 15. Uh, does not disgust me, but I think I'm an opponent of it. Plenty of factors here to consider. Uh, USC has been a relevant team and still play tournament level team four years running average seed of the, over those four years, which includes the 2020 tournament that that didn't happen, but the projected Racket metrics uh, seeding there. Average seed over the past four years for USC has been an eight. Uh, all three wins came in the 2021 tournament, but Andy Enfield's done well for himself here uh, recently. 23.8 wins per season, and they enter this season with good expectations, but now the, the Bronny James stuff, and you know, uh, disclosure here, as we do for every Monday episode, we want to make sure this thing is loaded into the feed overnight heading into early early monday morning so we are recording this heading into the weekend so on the slight chance that we have any kind of update related to Bronny james that happened over the weekend we're not going to address that but i don't think that's necessarily coming anytime soon um good news is he has been seen out and about he was at the drake concert with his father at crypto.com arena last week and seems to be on the men quite well to be honest when you take into account everything we've heard since his cardiac arrest which obviously was uh, was huge news, made international headlines uh, because of who LeBron James is. And Bronny James has been uh, arguably the most well-known high school basketball player that we've ever had because he is the son of LeBron James. And if he's not that, he's on the short list of the top three. Um, but will he play at USC this season? We simply don't know. And there are a lot of factors that are going to go into that. Not having him, I do actually think, knocks USC down a peg. And I'm not expecting... If Bronny James had not had his cardiac arrest and his issue that uh, that, you know, prompted him to need an AED and brought him to the hospital um, and he was fully healthy. Uh, I do think that USC would have been um, positioned to potentially, potentially be the best team in the pack 12. And that's even without Bronny James. I don't think he would have been the best player, the second best player on the team, maybe the third or fourth, but I, but not having him or not having him for an undetermined amount of time, I actually think uh, is something to take into consideration there, but USC has been GP either second or third place the past four seasons in the, at the end of the regular season in the Pac-12. And it has leapfrogged Oregon to be the number three team in the conference behind UCLA and Arizona. Now the conference is all but disintegra- disintegrated at this point, but we've got one more go around with it. Um, I do wonder if this program will move. Like it has not been, I wouldn't say USC has been a national program, a national player, 
but it has obviously has been a, a huge West Coast factor. And I think there are there's a difference between those two things. But this season could be the one that, you know, gets it there. And if it's going to get there, it's got to be what you said they are. Top 15 level kind of team for much of the season to change that perception. Um, it's got a great chance because I'll let you run down the roster as always. But programs had six draft picks since 2018. And guess what? It's got at least one more guaranteed for sure on this roster. The draft picks, if you're curious, are the Mobley brothers, Chimezi Metu, Onyeka Akanu, who I loved as a college player, Kevin Porter Jr. and DeAnthony Melton as a Collier. Oh, by the way, number one player in his high school class entering this season. Just an, oh, by the way, plays at USC. That's the guy to know. Might not, might not even wind up being the best player on the team because of Boogie Ellis. Run down this roster, GP. What do people need to know about these Trojans? You know, USC has over the years, you know, enrolled elite level guys. Some of uh, that's tied to it, you know, it being in Los Angeles. Um, yeah. the, you know, OJ Mayo enrolled there after being extremely heralded. You know, Evan Mobley, yeah. and uh, now Isaiah Collier is is the next version of that. It, it, you know, it's interesting because I think the. Like yes, if you spend some time on twenty four seven, you understand this. But Bronny James is the big headline mm-hmm. at USC, and he's not even he will not be USC's best player if he plays, and he will not even be USC's best freshman if he plays. That will be Isaiah Collier, um, you know, a really high level, likely one and done type uh, point guard um, who's going to start in that backcourt next to Boogie Ellis, who's like an awesome college player. Like Boogie yeah. Ellis is a really good college player. He's going to be one of those guys that I, I don't know that he you, you ever, you know, turn on a TNT doubleheader, you know, some NBA season and Boogie Ellis is a part of that. Um, but he's, you know, now a fifth year player who averaged 17.7 points, 3.7 rebounds, 3.1 assists. Uh, last season at USC started his career at Memphis, shot 38.6% from three last season on 6.5 attempts per game. So he's a high-volume, efficient three-point shooter. Uh, that should be, certainly could be, one of the best backcourts yeah. in the country. Um, I, I don't know where Bronny James fits into this. Maybe he starts, maybe he doesn't. We'll see. But some other... We're going to see if he plays. I mean, he, we just... Uh, we, yeah, scary. right. Alien doctor's got to determine if that's even going to happen. I, I don't, right. and, I, and I don't know, and I... I, this is. I would think we're going to get some sort of update on his progress and timeline in the next, I don't know, two to six weeks. Like it, 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 we haven't heard much lately, but I would, I would think they're going to, you know, we we should know that before the season starts for sure. Anyway, continue. Yeah, like oh, the first question is, will he play? Right, yeah. and then the the next question could be, okay, if he's playing, will he start? We'll see, but. Take him, set him aside. Kobe Johnson is another relevant player. Um, six foot six. This will be his third year. You know, averaged nine points, five rebounds in about 28 minutes per game last season. Good role player. Famous last names Rodman, DJ Rodman is mm-hmm. now on the UC, uh, USC roster. He's six foot six, fifth year player. Um, he is obviously the son of Hall of Famer Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman has three kids. How about this? Alexis, DJ, and Trinity. Alexis is a wife and mom. She seems to be doing great. DJ, now a Pac-12 basketball player. Trinity, one of the best young women soccer players in history. For all the hell Dennis Rodman catches, he's done all right. Making children. He's done all right. I saw DJ Rodman play in Vegas. This probably was the last year in Vegas, and I don't remember. what He might have been on 15s or something. Uh, but Rodman was in the building, and um, 
yeah, I remember at the time, uh, sitting with a coach or two and they're like, yeah, no, he's got, he's got a chance at, uh, at being a high major player there and look at him. Here he is. He'll be, he's a combo forward with some guard skills. So he's like, he'll, I think he'll start and he'll start at the four where he can play the four. Um, but he's like a face up four and Kobe Johnson, who you mentioned, he's like a third guard kind of interchangeable there. So yeah, no, there's USC has some, uh, has some star factor with it beyond what guys have proven on the court, but also, uh, the family lineage. The other guy to keep a eye on Joshua Morgan, six eleven, fifth year player, seven points, five rebounds, uh, started 28 games last season. He's just a, a, a nice role player, began his career at long beach state, um, has settled in at USC in the pac 12 as a, as a really nice role player. So, um, they've got at USC, they've got talent, they've got depth. The Bronny James question is a real question because I, I do agree. Um, I, I've never believed he's a he's a one and done lottery pick. I just don't uh, unless somebody's taking him 12th because they can get LeBron James with them. I, I don't believe on his own merits. He's a lottery one and done type talent. Um, but I do believe he's good. And I do think he's meaningful at USC. I, I don't know if he'll even be a top three player at USC if healthy. But he's somebody who can help them. He raises the ceiling. So we'll see what happens with him. But but with or without him, this is a USC team that I expect, with or without him, that I expect to win the Pac-12. Andy Enfield has never won a Pac-12 title. Like you said, he's um, uh, finished top three in the league each of the past four seasons. He's been in the NCAA tournament five times in 10 years, would be six if not for the 2020 tournament being canceled. He's won four games in the tournament. He's gone to a Sweet 16, gone to Elite Eight. Doesn't have any Pac-12 titles. I do think he'll get one this season. Trivia time. What schools won the most Pac-12 titles since Andy Infield arrived at USC? Oh, that's, uh, I mean, I would, I would have to think it's UCLA. UCLA has only won one Pac-12 title in the past 10 years. And give me, give me Oregon State. Beaver Fever. <laughs> oh, buddy. I got some bad news for Beaver Fever. Okay. Oh, Beaver Fever. I hope you're not listening to this. So I went over and got the Torvik preseason Pac-12 rankings. It's that bad, huh? Oh, my God. That's new Beaver for you. Fever. Feels like you haven't checked out Torvik lately. Oh, I've been sorting stuff over there nonstop. Oh, uh, yeah. USC is projected to win the Pac-12, according to Torvik. They're preseason number nine in the country. Nine. Nine behind that, it goes Arizona at 22, Colorado at 26, number 28, UCLA, 33, Stanford, 35, Oregon, 50, Utah, 70, Washington, 72, Washington State, 74, Arizona State, 76, Cal, 175, Oregon State. There's a 99 spot difference between Cal in next to last in the Pac 12 and Beaver Fever, dead last in the Pac-12. Yikes. Oh, that's tough. That's tough, dead leg. That's tough. Uh, by the way, is Mark Madsen a miracle worker or something? <laughs> Cal finished 265 at Torbert last and, season. Preseason, uh, 76. He's got, what? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see on that. Arizona's obviously the answer then. Since Arizona, yeah. I just thought um, it was too obvious, so I was like, man, maybe he's trying to give Arizona, five Pac-12 titles in the past 10 years. Oregon has four. UCLA one, and who's the other school that has one? Only four schools have won Pac-12 titles past 10 years. Arizona five, Oregon four, um, including uh, shared titles, by the way. Okay. UCLA one, what's the other school? 
You didn't say Oregon? Or you did? Yeah, Arizona five, Oregon four, UCLA has one, and one more school has one. Um, uh, let me think. I, I want to say this is kind of a lot. Uh, I don't think that's it. You'll Get, know it as soon as I say it. I, I thought that like Hop's second year, they were good at Washington and they got a share of it. Is that right? That's right. It's Washington. Cool. That one year. He had one, he had one good year. Yeah. Yeah. I think he came in and, yeah, or maybe it was his first year. It was early. Yeah, I, think, I think it was year two. Okay. Um, Vinci Wachukwu will be the first guy off the bench. Now he's got a lingering back injury. So Morgan will start at center. Iwachukwu could eventually stay. And speaking of what Brian James is going through, listeners to the pod, and if you just follow the sport, you're aware of the fact that uh, it was just freakish how Iwachukwu a year ago, last summer of 22, he had a cardiac incident, had to be brought to the hospital. He was eventually cleared to play in January, but you know, two incidents are the same. Different human beings, different circumstances, all this stuff. So we're not going to uh, make some sort of assumption that Bronny James will be able to play just because Iwachuku did. And if he does, it'll be on the same timeline. But he did suffer this, and he has uh, returned and, and been playing hoop for a while. But again, lingering back injury. Um, we'll see uh, how, how well along he comes there. And then they just have a lot of unknowns after this. Like, I, so we don't know on the Bronny stuff. And then so, so it's just Iwachuku is the sixth guy right now. And then seven through the rest of the roster, we'll see. Like, Arrington Page is a good recruit that's coming in, a good freshman, top 40, 50 kind of guy out of Georgia. We'll see. But returners like Kajani Wright, Harrison Hornery, these guys weren't big-time players. Brandon Gardner's another freshman, but he's also had some injury issues. So I don't know how much he's going to be able to contribute there. So USC's got a chance, but it also it isn't depth is not a forte here. Like we just talked about St. John's on Friday and that roster probably will be able to thrive off of going nine, 10 deep overall. I don't think that's the case with USC. And so sometimes it's, you know, sometimes this winds up being a major factor where if you lose a, if you lose a player, not even talking about a Collier or an Ellis. And I think that can be a top five, one, two combination in the backcourt in the country. I'm talking like, even if you lose like a Kobe Johnson or if Iwachuku just is kind of hampered for more parts of the season than not, then you're the viability for you to win a pac 12, even if it is down league just takes a hit there. So that's why I'm not sold on them as a top 15 team, just because there's a lot of questions with the bench, but from a talent standpoint, uh, very intriguing and still plenty watchable. The Bronny James factor was going to make USC a top three draw in the sport. And that's not whether or not they were a top 20 team, just because it's Bronny James and it would be made into a television event. Now that's gone away for the short term, uh, but doesn't stop USC from potentially being the best team in the Pac-12 and certainly setting up to be a single digit seed in the NCAA tournament. Run me through the schedule. All right. So. Here's the sketch. Now, uh, we don't know. The Pac-12, apparently, uh, I'll kind of go in uh, reverse order here. So the, the Pac-12 has not released its schedule yet, uh, oddly enough. and we're Big 12 told- took it. Yeah, I know, right? Exactly. I heard the Big 12 took the Pac-12 schedule. Great point, Parrish. Uh, We're knocking on September's door here. This is unusual, but I think uh, a number of factors uh, went into that. However, my read on this is that the best teams are going to be expected to play the best teams, because why wouldn't you? This is the final year of the Pac-12. So, obviously, they always play UCLA twice. So, they'll play UCLA twice. But I would expect USC should get the likes of Arizona twice, Oregon twice, uh, maybe Colorado's in that top five, six. They'll play them twice. You only get two single 
play opponents in the Pac-12. And so since USC is good, I don't know who this could be, but they could they could play Washington State once and maybe they play Cal once or Utah once. We'll see on that. But just keep in mind, USC will get a relatively difficult schedule and that should be released relatively soon. I think ADs have it. They just have to vote on it. As for the non-con, USC is going to... USC, I haven't looked at the entire opening day, but I think USC has the best game of opening night in college hoops, GP. They will open the season against Kansas... No, no. They play Kansas State in T-Mobile Arena as part of the Naismith Hall of Fame series. And so, and then part of the, and part of the reason why this was booked was the Bronny James factor. Uh, but regardless, you've got a Kansas State team coming off of just an amazing season. And we'll see what Jerome Tame can do for year two against the USC team that, you know, is a second weekend contender in the NCAA tournament. So that's an, uh, an awesome opener uh, and very well might be the best game on the first night of the season there. Elsewhere, uh, of note, they are going to play in this new San Diego Invitational. Just what we needed. Another neutral court MTEGP. I know you were pining for it. Pining. Love dare I say Love yearning. They've got Seton Hall, and then they'll play either Oklahoma or Iowa. And then also on a neutral, as has been previously reported in December, they've got Gonzaga in Las Vegas. They're going to play two road games, two at Auburn. And then they've got the um, they've got the the swag deal with the Pac-12 still going, so they're playing at Alabama State, and then they've got five bye games: Bakersfield, UC Irvine, Brown, Eastern Washington, and Long Beach State. So good on USC here, though, man. They've got one, two, three, four. They got five Power Conference non-con games: Kansas State in Vegas, Gonzaga in Vegas, and then in San Diego they'll play Seton Hall, and then either Oklahoma or Iowa. They go on the road to play Auburn. And then they've also got to play Alabama State. USC has not technically released its non-con schedule as of us recording this, but uh, but that will be out in short order, so I don't have the exact dates here. But those are the opponents. Over under regular season, I'm going to set the USC Trojans at 21.5. And the reason why, if you think that might be a little low, it goes oh. back to the, it goes back to the lack of depth, the unknowns with Bronny James. And I don't think this is necessarily a top 15 team. So I'm going, I'm, I guess I'm giving GP layups here because he's probably going over again. Uh, I dare you to go over, over, but 21.5 is my number, man. That's disrespectful. It's not though. That's the thing is, it's, it's not. Disrespectful. That's the most disrespectful thing I've ever heard. Uh, trust me. You will hear something more disrespectful in the next three hours, <laughs> maybe the next three minutes. Okay. That's the most disrespectful thing I've ever heard. Last you got year, the number one point guard in the country coming in, and you're putting him with Boogie Ellis. 21.5. And you, and you're it's, a saying, good it's a good non-con. Good non-con. couple of roadies. Gotta take these I, I heard two account. non-league losses. That's it, huh? Yeah. Okay. I heard two. And then let's go. Um, now, you got to name them then. So you're going to say they're losing at Auburn and to Gonzaga? They're beating Kansas State in the opener? I'm saying they're losing at Auburn. And then they're losing just somewhere else. I don't. It will be a surprise game. Like they'll just lose one somewhere. Okay. All right. Congrats. It just happens sometimes. I don't know. I don't know how long you've been watching this sport, but sometimes teams just lose games that don't make much sense. That's and that's how you get to a twenty-one point five over under, my friend. That's disrespectful. That's practical, right there. I mean, I. That's disrespectful. So let's go sixteen and four in the league. Whoo. 16 and four. That's your Pac 12 champion. Wow. Let's go 16 and four in the league. Four, uh, four league losses, two non league losses, 31 minus six. 
25 wins heading into the Pac-12 Damn. tournament. Damn. Oh, my God. I'm not going to apologize for believing in Boogie Ellis. 25 wins for Southern Cal? When's the last time they had 25 in a regular season? Has it ever happened? When's the last time they had Boogie I don't, Ellis? I, don't, I, don't, I honestly don't think, yeah, I don't think USC has ever won 25 in a regular season. I don't think well, that's then on. We're on the verge of history. This will be your greatest call of all time if it comes to fruition. We're on the verge of history. I am going to go over here, I, but narrowly. Uh, you know, if I'm setting the over unders, it means I'm normally going either one above or one below. And I will go. I will go twenty two. I will. They. I say in the regular season they match what they did last season, and that, that's what they wound up finishing with. They went twenty two and nine. They got beat by ASU in the Pac twelve tourney, and then they got turned around right away by Michigan State in that seven ten game of the NCAA tournament. But uh, twenty two and nine for me for these Trojans. Um, I love how Enfield has scheduled here because there's a lot of tastiness. Uh, Kansas State is intriguing. Seton Hall will be better. Oklahoma will be better. Iowa, not convinced of that. They might not even play Iowa, depending on how that bracket breaks in the San Diego Invitational. Gonzaga is obviously good. And then you got the two roadies with Auburn and Alabama State. So I love seeing that. And then the Pac-12, we'll see what happens in the football season. But in the basketball, like this conference is about to implode. And it just could be civil wars all across the land. So there's a, there's a lot of you know intriguing plot points from a competitive standpoint in that league. And USC is on its way out. It uh, it was the one that really started this whole damn thing. I mean, UCLA went along with it, but it was USC that was really the catalyst to go to the Big Ten. And so uh, the men's basketball program and certainly the football program. It's it, it we'll see. Apparently in football, you know, you've got Washington's pretty good. Oregon State's got a chance. But USC with uh, with arguably the best player in the sport, Trojans are going to try and uh, get a football, men's basketball sweep and uh, and and lock the doors and uh, you know say see you later with a couple championships in tow on their on their way out of the league there. But uh, I like their chances. I still gotta gotta see it to believe it. In terms, oh, of you gotta basketball. see everything to believe it. That's all you ever it. say. I gotta see it. I don't have to see anything to believe it. I'll believe anything. All right, that's what I got. I'm predicting 25 wins heading into the Pac-12 tournament for USC, and Norlander is predicting civil war. Yes, it's going to be hell of a it's going to be a hell of a season. It really will. You be. know, what I a mean, wild deal. This, yeah, yeah, it's that that conference, man. It's just it's going the way of the dodo. Rest in peace, or rest in power. What does rest in power mean? Rest in Pac-12. Would you rather rest in peace or rest in power? I think rest in power. I think I would rather rest in peace. Right. Just rather be... Resting in power seems stressful. Does it? You're resting yeah. now. Do you, do you even know? Yeah, but it, it, you feel know. like if you're resting in power, people would want something from you, you know? But if you're just over here chilling, yeah, they can't peace, bother you. Like, it's it's all it's all been done. I feel like I'm going to be bothered in death. I feel like in death, people are still going to be bothering me. Indiana fans are coming for you. That's eternal. Yeah, that's eternal. I miss Tom Fernelli, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Is, he resting is he resting in peace or resting in power right now? I think he's probably resting in power. I think he is. If for the amount of, that you talk about him, I think he's he plenty I think of he's power associated with in power. I'd I'd personally just like to rest in peace. Shouts to Devin Downey. That's a show. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Huck. Shouts to Larnell. Thank you guys once again for watching listening to i on college basketball podcast if you're not subscribed please go subscribe anywhere you can subscribe to podcasts including apple spotify 
rate it, review it. More of us than there are of them. That should be reflected in the comments. Please go do that if you haven't done it yet. Thank you for being here. We'll talk to you again real soon. Until then, take care.